Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Cross Ice Prospects. I'm Chris Barbarian, your amateur scout on amateur hockey, here today on a blazing June afternoon. And if it's as warm as it is where you are, I recommend grabbing an iced coffee, lounging out on the patio, and coming along for the ride, because today's episode is a special one. Before I get into that, I just want to address the elephant in the room, that being how ungrateful I have been as a podcast host. And I want to correct that by thanking you all, all 10 of you, for listening to this podcast. I've been compiling rankings and profiles on players since I was about 12 years old. And this year, I just decided to put it out there and hopefully entertain the masses. So it seems like a few of you have enjoyed listening to this, and I appreciate that so much. Special shout-outs going out to my old hockey coach, Coach Tim. Thank you for being a devoted listener. And, of course, my grandparents and my parents love you guys. Before I get too carried away, let's get back to today's episode. It's a Russian Fab Five. We're going to take some of the top Russian players available in the upcoming NHL draft and provide mini scouting reports on each player. So rather than this episode being an hour long, I'm trying to put a creative restriction on myself and condense all my notes into five bullet points of play analysis for each player as well as the usual interesting stats a little bit of background a projection and style comparison the five players we're going to be looking at today include Radian Amirov, Shakir Muhammadulin, Danil Gushin, Marat Khusnadinov and Vasily Ponamarov and first up to the board it's going to be the Russian who's probably taken first in the draft. We're going to Tolpar Ufa in the MHL with Radian Amirov. So Amirov was born October 2nd, 2001. He just missed the cutoff for last year's draft. And that makes him the oldest among the Russian Fab Five that we're going to be covering today. So he was born in Salavat, Russia. And that's noteworthy because no players from Salavat have played or have even been drafted in the NHL. Amirov's going to make history for his hometown when he gets his name called this year. So he split his season pretty equally between Salavat, Ufa, and the KHL, which is the Russian top flight league, probably the second best league in the world. And he split that with time on Tolpar Ufa, their junior team in the MHL. So Amirov is a decent size left winger. He stands six foot on the dot and weighs 177 pounds and is a left-handed shot. In the KHL this year, he played 21 games and had two assists. That might seem very low, but keep in mind, he's a 17-year-old and the KHL is one of the top leagues in the world that historically doesn't 
really allow young players to crack into as easily as, say, the SM Liga in Finland or the Swedish Hockey League. But in the MHL this year with Tolpar Ufa, he put up 10 goals and 12 assists for 22 points in 17 games, which gives him a point-per-game average of 1.3. That ranks him not only top on his team, but first among all draft-eligible players in the entire MHL. So Amirov is definitely a premier player who at times look like a man amongst boys just in his skill level alone. Internationally, Amirov fared pretty well. He played in the Holinka Gretzky tournament in the summer, putting up two points in five games. And at the under-19 World Junior A Championships, he put up three points in six games. If we want to break down his stats, we should probably look more into his season in the MHL against peers his own age. So his even strength, primary points per game, and primary points per 60 minutes of even strength ice time were first in the entire MHL. While he also put up an outstanding five shots per game, ranking him second in the league. A 76 goals for percentage. So when he's on the ice, his team was scoring a lot more relative to the amount of goals scored against. And his even strength goals for relative. So that ratio relative to his line mates, he had a 14.46, which was 11th in the entire MHL. But these stats lose their meaning unless we go into context so let's break down his play so i've seen amirov play going back to last year's u18 where he was an underage player on the russian squad but nevertheless really stood out with the team where he scored six goals and nine points in just seven games He was a really fun player to watch and that continued when he played in the KHL and MHL this season. So most of the games this year I've seen him in the MHL, but I have seen a couple of him in the KHL. So while he wasn't putting up points in the top league, he still got a decent amount of ice time and responsibility and really controlled his play well. And a lot of the skills were definitely on display amongst men. As I said before, we're trying to condense these analyses to five points per each player. It was kind of hard to do, and some of them might seem like multiple points in one, but I want to give as much of a complete picture as I can. So first and foremost, Radian Omirov is a shifty winger with excellent edge work and agility and a guy who loves to carry the puck and is great at transitioning between all zones on the ice with possession. He's equally adept at passing and shooting, where his heads-up style of play helps him to recognize where his teammates are in the offensive zone and thread passes to them cross-ice that most players wouldn't even think of. Meanwhile, shooting the puck, his heads-up style helps him to find the twine He's a very accurate shooter and has a hard wrist shot, a good one-timer, which he can score from distance. And all that gives him a very 
threatening presence in the offensive end. Amirov isn't just a skilled guy either. He brings that intensity to all areas of the ice, whether it's his constant forechecking pressure in the ozone, his great awareness to backcheck, and his great ability to tie players up and prevent entry into his own zone. And on the penalty kill, has a pretty aggressive style to force guys wide or to cause turnovers and go the other way. And even on odd man rushes against, he's the type of guy who comes out of nowhere to dive and break up plays against in the slot. Despite this intensity, he's not very physical. He's not like putting people through the boards like a Lafreniere, but he's definitely not afraid to go into the corners to battle for the puck and fish it out with his feet or his solid positioning against the boards. And on occasion, you will see him get a little feisty. He can have an edge every now and then. So overall, his above average vision and awareness makes him a dangerous option on the power play at the next level, operating on the half wall. A solid penalty killer, and it might be a hot take, but I think his overall two-way game and strong possession abilities could endear him to being a center in the NHL. Now, jumping right into his report card, this is where we grade a prospect on his skills of hockey sense, skating, shooting, passing, and compete, each on a 1 to 7 scale, where 1 is significantly poor, 7 is elite, and 4 is an average translatable skill at the next level. The name of the game is speed here with this episode, so I'm just going to rattle these numbers off. For hockey sense, Amirov gets a 5. Skating, he gets a 6. He's one of the better skaters in this draft. Shooting, he gets a 5.5 out of 7. Passing, he gets a 5. And compete, he gets a 6. For a comparison to an NHL player, I had a tough time pinning down one guy as it's kind of not an exact science to begin with. But I think his game is reminiscent of a blend between Matthew Barzell and Andre Pilat. This is because he is a two-way player who really makes his teammates better and likes to possess the puck as a Barzell, but also is a winger currently and probably has more of an offensive potential to a Pilat or between the two guys. Now we get to your favorite segment, my favorite segment. It's mapping the stars. Here we project where players likely to get drafted and how they'll develop in the coming years on their journey to the NHL. So for Radian Amirov, he's highest ranked at 13th overall by elite prospects and lowest at 30th overall by Ryan Kennedy from the Hockey News. But if we aggregate all the rankings, most scouts have him within the 15 to 22nd overall pick range. Development-wise, I see a guy who has great potential as a top six winger or center who will help drive play on his line, be reliable in his own zone, and being a very versatile guy for whichever team picks him. 
we don't have to go far for our next player. He played on the same teams as Amirov. He is Shakir Muhammadulin. Muhammadulin playing it in deep. Shamilin. Muhammadulin took the shot, score! And it's 4 nothing just like that. And they're going to remain on a power play. Take a look here. It's going to be a hard shot from the left. Muhammadulin was born January 10th, 2002 in Ufa, Russia. And he spent about three quarters of this season playing in the KHL with Salavat Ufa. Muhammadulin is six foot four and weighs 178 pounds and is a left shot defenseman. With Salavat in the KHL, he put up a single assist in 27 games and for the same reasons as Amirov and especially as a defenseman, this low scoring is no surprise against such tough competition and limited ice time. But in the MHL with Tolpar Ufa, he scored two goals and eight assists for 10 points in 13 games, giving him a 0.69 points per game average that ranks first among all draft year eligible defensemen in the MHL. His 0.31 even strength primary points per game also ranks him first among all defensemen, while he put up a very high shots per game at 1.92 from the back end, ranking him sixth in the league, and 85% of his points came at even strength, which made him second among all players in the NHL, including forwards, which is super impressive. Finally, he had a 15.95 even strength goals for relative, which was sixth in the entire MHL. Now let's change gears and get into his play analysis. So Shakir Muhammadulin is a tall, lanky defenseman with supreme four-directional skating abilities, solid edges, soft hands, and a overall very calm demeanor on the backhand. He also possesses a cannon of a shot with solid accuracy and his shooting ability projects very well to him being a quarterback or point man on a NHL power play someday. In the defensive end, he keeps things pretty simple. He can make smart, accurate exit passes to his forwards in stride, and he certainly won't force players and make risky turnovers. But that said, he does seem to play a very simple game and maybe over-reliant on just chipping the puck off the boards and out of the zone to the opposing team. And it could be to a fault. There are a few occasions where a open man was available, but he elected not to do that. And I don't think this is any detriment to his overall solid defensive awareness, but I think it's more a byproduct of playing in the KHL as a 17-year-old defenseman who traditionally don't get very long of a leash. And so he tried to keep his game overly simple in that regard. He's very good at exiting the zone with the puck whenever he chooses to do so. He did it a little bit in the KHL, but you saw it more in the MHL against guys his own age group. 
my next point on him is Muhammadulin uses his above average hockey sense and long wingspan to really disrupt opponents plays on the rush or in his defensive zone. He's very good at blocking passing lanes and he varies his defense in transition. He'll sometimes jump up and aggressively stop attacks at the blue line or he'll settle into his very smooth backward skating and use his reach to push opposing forwards to the outside. While he's great at positioning, one thing he has to improve on in the future is adding more weight and filling out his frame, but also being more of a physical presence because it's pretty non-existent at this point. And he does have some trouble clearing the front of the net, and he'll certainly need to get better in this area if he wants to succeed in the NHL. Now, if we look at Mukhamadulin's report card, he's got some pretty good grades across the board. So for hockey sense, he gets a 5 out of 7. For skating, he gets a 6 out of 7. He's one of the better skating defensemen in this draft. His shot, he gets a 5.5. And, and for both passing and compete, he gets a 5. His style comparison, I see him as a blend of Oliver Shillington and Mirko Mueller. He's like Mueller in that he's tall, pretty lanky, and he's more smooth skating as a Shillington, but not quite as much offensive potential. He's kind of somewhere in between those two guys when you blend their skills together. If we're going to map the stars... Muhammadulin is highest ranking is 22nd overall by International Scouting Services. And his lowest is at 72 overall by McKean's Hockey. So here we get a lot more variation, but most scouts have him between the 45 to 55 range. So like a second round pick in all likelihood. Our next player is Daniel Gushin, who's the smallest guy of the bunch. He stands five foot eight and weighs just a meager 165 pounds. He's a left shot forward who typically plays his offside on the right wing. Gushin, Gushin was born February 6, 2002 in Yekaterinburg, Russia, which is the hometown of Pavel Datsuk. Some other notes, Gushin was an assistant captain with the Muskegon Lumberjacks in the United States Hockey League, and he wore number 66, which is a pretty sweet number. So as mentioned, Gushin took his talents to the United States and played with the Muskegon Lumberjacks last season and this season. Last year, he put up 36 points in 51 games, and this season he upped that pretty nicely, scoring 22 goals and 25 assists for 47 points in 42 games. That gave him a 1.12 total points per game, which ranked him fourth in the entire USHL, 
actually just behind Brendan Brisson, who we looked at last week. But if we isolate to just his even strength primary points per game of 0.76, that ranks him second in the entire league, which is actually ahead of guys like Brisson and Thomas Bordolo. He had an average of 4.31 shots per game, which ranked him first in the entire league. So this is definitely a guy who loves to shoot the puck, and we'll see that when we look at his play. Also, a pretty astounding 89% of his points came at even strength, which is actually 29% higher than both Brisson and Bordelot. Like Amirov, I've watched Gushin going back to the under-18s last season when he was an underager, and despite being a very small forward, he was really able to shine even amongst guys older and bigger and stronger than him. So with Daniel Gushin, you're getting a guy who has very quick feet, and this helps him cover a lot of ground in the offensive zone. And he couples that with a nice separation gear to really turn on defenders and crash towards the net. At times, his straight line skating can appear a little choppy and break down, but this is possibly given that he's growing physically and he might need to get adjusted to playing in his body. Gushin has very good vision in the offensive and He's great at feathering passes, either low to high or high to low between opposing defenders to find his teammates in open ice. I would say overall, he possesses a pretty strong defensive game. He commits to the back check. He has the awareness to drop back in the ozone when his defenseman pinches. And he's got solid positioning on the penalty kill, albeit a pretty loose coverage. But the best parts of his game really come out in the offensive end because he's always buzzing around the ice. He's always trying to put himself in a great position to unleash a decent shot in the slot. And lastly, at 5-on-5, he can be a little bit lazy at times where he kind of stops moving his feet and more relies on stick work. So applying a more consistent and concerted effort is necessary for a diminutive guy like Gushin to succeed at the next level. Getting into his report card, Gushin scores a 5 on Hockey Sense, a 5 for skating, a 5.5 for his shot. His snapshot's quite hard, has decent accuracy, but I drop him a bit just because he can take quite a few low-quality shot attempts. His passing is pretty good, maybe slightly above average at four and a half, and his compete is a five. I think stylistically he's most similar to Alex Dabrinkit in the NHL. Dabrinkit is definitely a better shooter, like more of a sniper, but they obviously are both undersized. They both have good feet and smarts in the offensive end. Projection-wise, if we're going to map the stars, Gushin is highest ranked at 39th overall by Scott Wheeler of The Athletic and lowest at 84th overall by McKean Saki. Meanwhile, both Ryan Kennedy and Craig Button have him ranked 
at 49th overall, which if we aggregate like dozens of rankings, the consensus projects Gushin to be drafted in the 45 to 55 range. And at the next level, Gushin needs to improve certain areas of his game to become a top six winger, but a safe bet would be a quality middle six right winger. Next man up is Marat Khusnadinov, who was born July 2nd, 2002, in the nation's capital. Unlike Amirov and Mukhamadulin, Marat Khusnadinov played entirely in the MHL this season. And that's no surprise because he plays for SKA 1946, the junior team of St. Petersburg, which is consistently one of the top clubs in the KHL a league that's historically very tough to break into as a teenager. If we check the measurements, Khusnadinov stands 5'11 and weighs 176 pounds, and he's a left-handed shot center. Шедевр мы сейчас увидели в исполнении Марата Хуснудинова. Ухо-хо! Это вообще хит-парады, друзья мои, не только... This season with SKA 1946 St. Petersburg, Хуснудинов put up 13 goals and 25 assists for 38 points in 44 games, which is pretty high, not as outstanding as Amirov, but definitely good in its own right. His 0.84 points per game ranked him 8th in the entire MHL. More impressively is his 0.57 even strength primary points per game, which ranked him 3rd in the entire junior league. He took 1.84 shots per game, which is significantly below the 5 that we saw with Amirov and the 4.5 we saw from Gushin. Meanwhile, 86.21% of his points came at even strength, which is very high compared to Amirov's 68%, and that's because Khusnadinov didn't get that much time on the power play this season, given how stacked SKA is. He had a goals for percentage of 80%, which is pretty phenomenal in any league you're playing in. So of all the goals scored when he was on the ice, 80% was coming from his team. So he really controls play, and you're going to see more of that when he dive into his game analysis. Lastly, his age at September 15th, I kind of wanted to note this, is 18.16. So that means he's nearly missed the cutoff for next year's draft, making him the youngest of the Russian Fab Five we're looking at, and one of the youngest guys in the NHL draft this season. So let's get to his play. Marat Khusnadinov is a decent-sized, smooth-skating center with very good agility and edge work and who's constantly moving his feet around the ice, whether it's on his forecheck or on the back check through the neutral zone and into his own end. He's almost always the first forward on the back check. Khusnadinov is also really patient with the puck He's got very soft hands and good body positioning, 
which he uses to protect the puck in the offensive end. And overall, he's a very patient player. He can outweigh oncoming forecheckers. He'll circle back if he needs more time for passing options to develop. He'll even circle back into his own end to catch defenses off guard and start the exit transition. While he competes hard all over the ice, he has a pretty lackluster physical game. And instead, he heavily relies on poke checking or positioning to intercept passes. And as a result, he loses many board battles of the ones he engages in. So going forward, he definitely needs to add lower body strength. And who knows, maybe that'll make him a little more confident to engage in these physical battles. He plays a very solid game overall, and some might think it very safe and boring, but every now and then, Husnadinov will pull a very nice deke out of his bag of tricks and can actually pull up some really nice dekes one-on-one in tight with goaltenders. And our last point about Husnadinov is he's far more of a playmaker than a shooter. His shot power and accuracy are decent, so we could try to use that more in the upcoming seasons. And while he isn't much of a possession guy in transition, he plays more of that give-and-go style. And for his teammate that's transitioning into the ozone, Husnadinov is very good at finding open ice and being that first passing option. If we get into his report card, I gave him a 6 for hockey sense. We're dealing with a very smart, solid overall player here. Skating, he gets a 5 out of 7. His shot is a 4, just because he doesn't use it enough. Passing, he gets a 5.5. And finally, compete, Husnadinov scores a 5.5. It could be a 6, but he just kind of lacks that physical game at this point in time. For a stylistic comparison, Marat Husnadinov kind of reminds me of a Carl Soderberg being that kind of center who's got good offensive instincts but is much more of a defensive first type guy who rarely gives the puck away. But I think Husnadinov has a bit more offensive potential than a Soderberg, so I'd kind of give him a mishmash of a David Krejci, and a Carl Soderberg. Now, if we look up at the sky and map the stars, Husnadinov is projected to go in the 35 to 50 range, so right around the same area as his Russian cohorts. He's highest ranked at 32nd overall by elite prospects, and his lowest ranking is at 101 by Ryan Kennedy, of the hockey news, which seems very low, but keep in mind, Kennedy himself admitted that the MHL is a sort of blind spot in his scouting reports. Finally, Central Scouting has him ranked 12th among all European skaters, which is actually up 16 spots from his mid-season rank of 28th. So he had a pretty significant jump in the eyes of some scouts over the course of this season. I think projection-wise, it's hard to see him not becoming at least a solid third-line center option. I don't think he'll 
wow people offensively or really put up high scoring totals, but he has enough flair in his game to be a middle six center who can affect both sides of the ice. Here we go. We come to our last player in the Russian Fab Five, and it's Vasily Ponomarov. Ponomarov was born March 13, 2002, in Zelnograd, Russia which is a borough of sorts in Moscow that was created in 1958 by Soviet Russia as a technology hub. And today it's known as the Silicon Valley of Russia. Ponomarov stands five foot 10, so slightly undersized, and weighs a pretty good 180 pounds, and he's a left shot center. This season, he played in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, or the Q, with the Shawinigan Cataracts, where he scored 18 points and 31 assists for 49 points in 57 games. With the Cataracts this season, Ponomarov's 0.86 points per game ranked him 9th in the QMJHL among draft eligibles is 0.42 even strength primary points per game and 2.61 shots per game were both ranked 10th in the entire league. His even strength goals for percentage was a 48.42, which is quite a bit lower than the gaudy numbers we saw from the other Russian players today. If we look at it on a relative level, he had a negative 1.14, so he is a slight detriment to his team if we factor in both the offensive and defensive side. But we got to look at contextual factors to kind of better understand why that might be. So with Vasily Ponomarov, you're getting a undersized forward with great offensive instincts to both set up his teammates and also find open spaces in high danger areas to get his shot off. He's certainly not like his teammate Maverick Bork, who's also eligible for the draft this season, in that his shot is not as elite, but he can snipe the puck pretty well and from distance, whether that's between the hash marks or above the faceoff circles. With Panomarov, you're getting a backhand machine. He's super solid on his backhand, whether that comes to stick handling, protecting the puck from opponents, dishing it out to players across the ice, wrapping it around the goalie, or taking shots on his backhand in tight. You're not going to find many players who are as good or as reliant on their backhand as Ponomarov in this entire draft. Meanwhile, his stick handling is pretty good. It can be a little choppy relative to the other guys we've looked at today, but overall he's got solid control and he couples that with good skating, strong balance, and overall solid decision making in the offensive end. I've been stressing the ozone because when it comes to the defensive end, 
Ponomarov is kind of a mixed bag. He has a bit of a habit of losing track of his opponents in dangerous positions and a slower reaction time. He is quite decent on the back check in transition, like through the neutral zone. But when play is kind of set up in his own zone, his game can kind of break down a bit. So that's something that needs to be improved on through coaching as he progresses next season with Showin again and the years beyond that. We're getting to that report card. And for Panomarov, it's fairly decent overall. Hockey sense, he gets a four and a half out of five. I graded just slightly above average. His skating gets a four, although I think if he can improve on his mechanics, he could be a faster straight line skater next season. His shot is a five. For passing, he gets a four and a half. And for compete, I give him a four. But who does Ponomarov resemble at the NHL level? I think Ponomarov was the most difficult player to compare, but I'm tempted to go with a guy like Dylan Strom. I think Strom has better hockey sense overall and is a better shooter, but I think they're similar in that their games off the buck could be improved, as well as their skating isn't that much greater than average. And last time on the show, let's get to mapping the stars. So for Vasily Ponomarov, his highest rank is at 24th overall by International Scouting Services and lowest at 81st overall by, once again, McKean's Hockey. Corey Pronman of The Athletic has him ranked 30th. Ryan Kennedy has him ranked 36th. And TSN's Craig Button has him going in the 50s. Meanwhile, Central Scouting Services ranked him 48th among all North American skaters, which is actually 19 spots lower than their ranking of 27th overall at the midterm mark. I think it's kind of tricky to see how Ponomarov will develop because he has the instincts there, he has a decent skill set, and it looks like his skating can be improved but it isn't reliably there in the defensive zone, and he's undersized, so he really has to improve his skating to play at the next level. I don't want to say he has a bust potential, but I think for now I see him projecting more into the bottom six, and he might have to change his style of game to be more like a safe, simple player and less reliant on his offensive abilities, unless he can improve his skating. That brings us to the end of the show today. And you know what that means. Let's get to the verdict. If I were a GM and had to rank them on my draft board in order of who I would take, Radian Amirov would be leading the pack, followed by Marat Khusnadinov, Shakir Mukhamadulin, Danil Kushin, and lastly, Vasily Ponomarov. They're going to go at different parts of the draft. Obviously, Amirov should go in the middle portion of the first round. And a couple others might slip into that 
tail end of the first round, but in all likelihood, they'll be second or third round picks. All players are going to have to develop their skills even further to succeed one day in the NHL.